Glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike. And welcome back to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host JM. And I am Jared. That was very magical, Jared. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just felt it coming over me, I guess. Yeah, for those of you listening at home, Jared magically appeared uh, with his cloak and robes billowing in the wind. It was pretty intense. Um, besides mastering sorcery, Jared, how have you been? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I, first, This is the first one of the year for us, huh? It's, it sure is. <laughs> now that it's, an early now start. it's the end of January. <laughs> the end of January. Yeah, we've had a lot going on. So before... The Christmas, I was working on we well we were working on the Devolver Public Access Holiday Special. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on YouTube. Yes. It's uh, it's quality marketing right there. It's quality work. I'm very proud of it, uh, and we we did a good job. So go watch that and to see what what December was all about. And then at the beginning of January, uh, we had the big Devolver Summit. That's right. Where <laughs> All the devolvers came together, and we gave presentations, and we talked, and we hung out, and we drank and drank and drank. And if you say to yourself, "Why didn't you do a, a podcast from the summit, Jam and Jared?" you'd be right to ask that question. And the answer is because I got sick. Uh, I didn't get <laughs> yeah. sick. I just lost my voice. I just had like no voice. It was terrible. Because um, my whole personality is tied up in my ability to speak. So. Yeah, the uh, the cedar fever here is pretty insane. So, yeah, a few people uh, were kind of not feeling good, but but yeah, we um, despite sort of being uh, radio silent for a while, (laughs) we did a lot. We all hung out. We got to you and I got to see each other. It was nice. Yeah, we got to hug and kiss and all the good stuff. It was so fun. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, and I do regret that we didn't get to uh, interview more Devolver people. We wanted to do like we did at PAX West, where we had just a bunch of people coming in and hamming it up. Um, so, our apologies for not bringing that. But if you imagine chaos, and then that's how it would have been. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I've got a little Devolver news. Uh, mm-hmm. As of this recording, uh, as of the day of this recording... But two days ago, if you're listening to it on the day of release, and any number of days ago, if you're listening to it after the day of release, I'm, too many caveats. Uh, Tumble Time is out. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the eagerly anticipated, uh, long-awaited Tumble Time uh, is finally out after two or three years? Feels like it's been a, a minute. It's been a long time, yeah. It's been a long time. Uh, so Tumble Time is out, so you can play that and put money in it if you want to. Uh, it's on the the mobiles. I, I got real anxious about which mobile, but I mean, it's on both of them, I'm pretty sure. The two mobiles, the Google and the Apple. The, the Apple. The two mobile. Those are the only two. <laughs> I mean, there are, but like, does yeah. anybody, like what, the Samsung store? No offense, Samsung. I like your stuff, but who goes to the Samsung store? Nobody, that's who. Uh, so yeah, that's the only Devolver news I got. Um, uh, Jared, you been playing anything good? Uh, playing God of War. 
Really enjoyed it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of more the same as the last one, but that one was good, so. <laughs> Great. Yeah, nothing Jolly too crazy, good. though. What about you? Anything uh, fun? I've been playing a few things, and of course, as soon as we get to this part, I forget any video game I played. Of course, Valheim. I've got my dad playing Valheim with me now. I got a little server set up so that he can tinker around. That's really nice. Uh, I got the Rabbids for Christmas, so I've been playing that. Nice. Uh, the Rabbids <laughs> tactics. Uh, it's good. It's good. I, I think I personally still like the first one better just because of a few design choices. Like I, um, I thought the same thing. Yeah. So uh, obviously, you know, you you can potentially maintain that opinion, but like I I thought that when I started playing it. Yeah. Uh, and then it it sort of grew on me, and it kind of clicked okay. with me, and so I was like, because at first I, I had the same thought, like I kind of like the first one a little better. Why did they change it? Yeah. But yeah. then I don't know. It, it gave the the freedom to uh, kind of do certain things. I don't know. Just yeah. <laughs> hopefully you. Uh, I don't know, uh, just, appreciate it like that. But if not, then yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, I'm still having fun. I'm still yeah, enjoying yeah. the game and, and the tactics and the battles and stuff like that. It's still cool and funny. Um, but yeah, and I remembered you saying that when you were talking about it, and I was like, I'm probably having the same experience you yeah. had. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, a lot of people thinking the original was better, but then eventually coming to understand the greatness of um, of the final version. Um, we have with us today the developers of Omnibus. <laughs> what a segue. Amir Bhaktri <laughs> and Jeremy Crockett. The joke there being that there is no original Omnibus. Well, I, I assume Bus is the original and then Omnibus is the sequel that people eventually came to love, know and love. Yeah. That's the bit I'm going yeah, for. It's the, the complete edition. edition. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hi, everybody. Yeah, it's the sequel to just mass transit in general. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> See, you get it. Why go on a bus when you can play Omnibus? So, I, I'm Jeremy. Oh, and I'm Amir. Uh, I did, I guess we should tell him what we did, Jeremy, huh? What else do What else do we do besides make omnibus? Well, yeah, but which, which parts? I I made the left half, and you made the right half. <laughs> now that we've got that settled, <laughs> which is an incredible way to program a game. I don't think it had been done before, uh, and nor has anyone attempted it since. Well, I, I I've heard some people tried like, you know. They make the center part, and then other people make the outsides. But you know, it, yeah. it's it's our formula works the best. It was really you yeah. know, but I mean that's infinite corpse style. You know, we would just uh, make one part and hand it off to the other person, and they'd have to use context clues to try to figure out what the other one was uh, <laughs> getting at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same way they made Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just gonna make that joke. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Stole it from That's your mind, funny. sorcerer. <laughs> I was just gonna say, oh yeah, just like Elden Ring, they stole it from you guys, but then you stole it from me, son of a bitch. <laughs> but no, yeah, um, <laughs> Jeremy and I, we we uh, we made Omnibus uh, for kicks. We were in school together, both going to school for games, and uh, we took an ethics class together. And we we sat in the back, and we were talking about we were talking about a game we would want to play, and. Uh, I think Jeremy, it was you who said, you know, 
what what if what if we made a game that you play as a bus that does stuff that a bus doesn't normally do? Yeah, like <laughs> you know, some people think, oh, we just saw this one movie that came out like a while ago or something. Like, I think they call it the the bus that can never stop or something. The bus that couldn't slow down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, but no, I just you know thought. I, I like to think in the abstract, like literally, okay, like that bus will explode. Who cares? This one will keep going. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. No, we went we went full um, you know, uh, unstoppable force meets, I guess pinball bumpers was the uh, yeah, <laughs> was the idea there. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah. I mean, that that was pretty much the one thing we thought of that at least would redirect the bus, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so, Jeremy, you did the programming and the music? Yeah, I did programming, music. Uh, we, we shared some of the design, um, like, design levels and stuff. And mm-hmm. Amir did a lot of the art. I, art. I the writing i think jeremy you were really a jack of all though man you 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 did some art too and uh i mean that's a regular swiss army knife this guy at the end of the day we just both put our noses to the grindstone we 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 need to make this bus game regardless of well no we stopped remember we uh we we started working on it and uh we got we got like a nice little vertical slice and then i don't know school got too came to be too much and we put it down and then like a year was it like a year later you you dusted it off and showed me and we were like why did we ever stop working on this <laughs> like this is great <laughs> yeah it's fine find that old golden gem just just in the back of your closet mm-hmm. it's like hang on this could revolutionize society this is the, yeah the world needs this you know we gotta and the, uh, the original plan was we were going to just make it and put it out into the world. And then yeah. um, my older brother was on the team that made Octodad. And so they were oh, they were shit. deep in the in the industry. Yeah, my brother always joked we, we tried to make that indie game Dynasty. And I'm like, we were both going to steady making those indie games. But um, – <laughs> Devolver reached out to someone on the Octodad team, I think it was Phil, and then Phil reached out to us and said, hey, Devolver is interested in Omnibus. And Jeremy and I, we were still in school. We, we, we didn't know what we were doing. We were like, oh, hey, someone's like interested in this thing that we forgot about and then dusted off and made some funny tweets about. And then you foolishly, not knowing what you were doing, signed up with Devolver Digital. Well, yeah, we yeah. were... Uh, we were you didn't know anybody. We, well, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't know what we were doing, man. So we uh, we, we saw the flames and, and you know the pen that like drew blood from mm-hmm, from our mm-hmm. soul. Yeah, we had like, we had to sign the blood oath. We're like, mm-hmm, yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds like a great deal. So yeah, we like standard blood oath. Well, you, we made an LLC. We found the only person who knew anything about law. Uh, I remember <laughs> when we first met with the guy. He uh, the the lawyer he um. He came in a suit, and Jeremy and I were in, like, sweatpants and stuff. And he, <laughs> he met us at a cafe, and I think he got a pretty good idea of, of who he was working with. Um, and then we, we, we were, like, you know, in talks with Devolver. We invited him to our university, 
to to you know be in the the, the meeting with us the you know the um the zoom call and uh we were gonna do it in um one of the like computer labs that never had a soul in it jeremy and i did most of the work on omnibus in this one lab no one was never it was like a ghost town in there and the, the day we got our we got our lawyer in a suit we're in our sweatpants we're ready to talk to devolver like this big group of students rolls in they, they start setting up and talking and, and collaborating and jeremy and i are like oh man what are we gonna what do we get we can't have these guys talking in the back we're talking with devolver this is big league and uh, i remembered a broom closet that I had seen a professor use in the past. So we took the lawyer, we took Jeremy's laptop, and we went down two floors and we took the call in a broom closet. Um, and every time I see the, the lawyer at game events, I still ask him if that was the most indie shit, if anyone's beaten us since then, because he's a games lawyer. And I'm, okay. I, every time I see him, I'm like, Ross, is that, do we still hold the record for like the, the most like, uh, I don't know, raggedy meeting. And he's like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been in any grandmother's basements or anything yet. So the broom closet still holds the, uh... <laughs> Now I'm curious, actually, like, so, you know, you guys are in school, you're approached by a publisher and stuff like that. And you do, and you want to talk to a lawyer. How did you find somebody? Like, how does, you know, how does somebody find somebody like that? How do you do that? Uh, I remember him being pretty interconnected with the D&D scene. Like, he would show up to meetings, like the, the yeah. local indie meetings a lot. And he's, he's pretty good at selling himself as like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the game lawyer guy. Okay. Yeah, the, the Chicago independent game scene is pretty, pretty nice. Um, they would, there used to be this, there may still be an event, you know, things change with, with the pandemic, but. It was called the Indie City Games Meetup, and uh, different independents would come and, and show off what they were working on, and then afterwards it'd be like a meet and greet, and you could play other people's games and, and uh, you know talk to other independent developers. And I think I think we met him there. Yeah. And uh, that makes sense. No, for anybody wondering, the Chicago indie scene is uh, it's pretty nice. Thanks. What is it like? Like the the meetups or the current the current yeah, I mean, scene. What's the I Chicago? I, well, I don't know. Well, since Omnibus, I've I've kind of departed from games. Jeremy's still deep in it. Deep in it, although I, I have transitioned to AAA. So. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, you said that very uh, like <laughs> I mean, not enthusiastically. No, no, it's it's it's, it's good stuff. It's you know it's just it's, you know some indies. You know, I, I don't know if they see AAA as, as the enemy or, or what, but, you know, we're all we're all in it together. It's yeah. it's, it's all games at the end of the day. It's, de- it's definitely... Can you tell us where you're at now? What's up? Can you tell us where you're at now? Oh, I'm working at People Can Fly. Oh, nice. So, cool. uh, yeah, after, after the mega success of Omnibus, I, you know, just, you know, had to find another job and <laughs> 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 uh yeah I, I started working at phosphor studios which um is just they're, they're one of the they're kind of double a studio in chicago and eventually got bought by people could fly so it was like getting 
a, a new job without having to get a new job. <laughs> yeah, after after Omnibus, I went I went to work uh, at a mobile game studio, and I remember I was real excited. I called my grandmother and I told her I said I said Grandma, I got a job at a mobile game studio, and she said, Oh, that's great. Where is it now? <laughs> and I had to explain, you know, games for your phone, you know, mobile games. But uh, I, 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 I do got to say, um, I definitely miss uh, independent game development, especially with Jeremy. Jeremy was the kind of guy that, you know, working with him, and this is very rare, I think, in in, um, in a collaborative partner, but, but Jeremy would take an idea and we could we could parlay about it until the nth degree, like, you know what I mean? Most people would throw up their hands in frustration and walk away, and Jeremy would never do. So I must commend him here publicly, uh, yeah. as uh, being being a lot of fun to work with. And you, you match that energy all the time, and it's it's just I, I feel like we came up with gold together. Well, I, th- I you know it was I remember one time we were we, I think we had like a, a difference in in how we wanted to like move forward with some aspect of design and we were we were having a back and forth and I remember I think I just threw some BS at you like I was just like something totally goofy and you took it seriously and gave me a response and I realized like oh I can't I can't like I can't abuse that like you know I should (laughs) I gotta bring the same energy you know uh so I learned quick that uh yeah if if um if I came with a, you know, a serious idea. And I think that's important to find, you know, when you're, when you're working on a collaborative creative endeavor too. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, absolutely. you guys know, you guys host the show together. You got to have that, that chemistry, right? No, no, not at all. <laughs> no, not no. At all. <clears throat> We're almost it's never like, on the same page about anything. Like bleach and ammonia, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 They call us the mustard gas twins. On account of we fart on so account, I was just gonna. God damn it! You stole my joke again. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's another proven development method of constant antagonism. Just everything your, your yeah. partners do, it, it works like a charm. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be like you know, Amir's like, oh yeah, here's here's this idea for this bus. I've got the art for it, and you're like, this son of a bitch. Yeah. I don't even like buses. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like buses. <laughs> I wanted this to be a text-based game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I was identifying with, uh, with that. Um, Kurt Gartner and I were working on the holiday special, and it was really a lot of, like, there's, I mean, anytime you get to collaborate and you, you do that thing where you're like, hey, here's a dumb idea, and you just flesh it out, and you just see where it goes, and you fit it in, and you make it work. And it's a lot of fun, especially with something um, for anyone who hasn't played Omnibus. It is about a bus that doesn't slow down. And in fact, only ever speeds up. Uh, That also goes through pinball things. And there's different buses with different abilities. And there is like a sumo four player local battle mode. Um, it, it, It really does take what you can do with a bus in so many more directions than you think it it could. Uh, Highly recommend Omnibus. But um, it's a, because uh, it's so silly. You have that freedom to kind of do things, and pe- things can be goofy, and they'll feel like a part of the world. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely, definitely a stark contrast uh, going to, like, 
worker company job and uh, mm. and not having the same range of motion, you know, like with Omnibus, we could we could just do whatever and no one would really tell us no. I mean, even working with Devolver was, yeah. was great because uh, they never, they never, you guys never said, you can't do this or don't do that, you know, like we yeah. would, we would send a bill and they'd be like, yeah, this is, this is, this is weird. Keep, keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be, it's, it's got to be different working in, in like larger, you know, development companies. Because I assume they just tell you what to do and you do it and then they tell you what to change about it and you do it again. Mm-hmm. Is that what that's like? It depends. I mean, yeah, like, there's certainly, like, companies i've encountered like maybe not working firsthand but like you know they, they have their very specific ip that needs to be treated a very specific way and there's no real like yeah innovation being transferred around some mm-hmm. other teams it, it's it's a lot more open it, it really depends on yeah. i think the environment that makes sense Jeremy, I always, I whenever I think back to Omnibus, I always think about um, like Chris Crawford. You think we were, you think did we were following his kind of his like philosophy, right? Um, you might have been. Yeah, I, I remember Who we is had a, Chris Crawford, and what is his philosophy? Well, we had a we had a professor when we were in school, and he he was a real wild card. He he was um he like went to art school in the eighties, and then. And then like dropped out and moved to Mexico and, and then came back and then finished his studies and then he was teaching us, you know, video game stuff, but it was always from like the lens of art, you know. And he would he would always be like, video games are such a young medium, you know. Like if if film is a baby, games are a fetus. Like you need to push the boundaries, right? And uh, yeah. and he showed us the, the the old the old head game designer Chris Crawford. I think he was the founder of GDC, and uh, he was his like his his quote that I always like is uh, "ideas are the raw material of creativity," you know. So you should mm. you should read lots of different books and talk to lots of different people and have lots of wild experiences because it only deepens the well from which you which you draw ideas. And mm-hmm. so Jeremy and I would like, I don't know, we'd listen to really obscure music when we worked on Omnibus. Sometimes, and, and again, this is another reason I liked working with Jeremy. He'd let me, he'd let, if we found something good, you know, he'd let me play it over and over and over. Like, how many times do you think we listened to A Misbehaving by Fats Waller, Jeremy, while we were? <laughs> Fats Waller was a, was a common audio delight. I think he made it into the special thanks section of the Yeah, yeah, we, we, we did thank Fats Waller, right? <laughs> Rest in peace. But uh, that, you know, that idea of just like, um, I don't know, you know, exposing yourself to different things and then channeling Mm -hmm. that work back into your, your art. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I mean, I feel like I've heard that advice in acting and in writing as well, where it's like, if you want to be either one of those, like go do other things go live other lives so that you have those experiences to come and inform your work. That makes sense. Definitely. And, and, you know, we'd, we'd never like made a, something of this like scope before, you know, we'd, we'd made like 
projects for school and whatnot and all. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I know Jeremy, you'd worked on some pretty comprehensive personal projects in the past, but this was like the first thing we were going to make and show to people outside of like our social circle. Um, mm-hmm. And we really, uh, there were some things that we, we knew how to do and a lot of things we didn't know how to do. And so we would just kind of use workarounds Mm-hmm. you know, to get get the idea across. And I think those workarounds kind of informed the, the I don't know, what would you call it, Jeremy? This, this the kind of spirit of the game? Yeah, like the out-there-ness. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, neither of us were too deep into animation, so we would always find find ways to uh, animate stuff with, <laughs> without oh, really... Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, because I, like, growing up, I was like, I want to make video games. Okay, what do I need to know? I need to know how to make art. I need to know how to program. I need to know how to make music, sound effects. And so, like, over the course of a decade plus of my life, I was learning all those things independently. But, like, I, I cannot do 3d like animation you know that's this that's like was something too much out of my wheelhouse to to be able to fit in there um so i just constantly think of game ideas that didn't involve that (laughs) (laughs) for example like one uh project before omnibus i got tossed around the internet for a while was detective t pose who was a detective who was constantly (laughs) just in a t pose and he would just roll around or jump around Uh like that that was like just another similarly goofy idea born out of like what are what are my limitations on expressing Mm -hmm. characters well uh just make a a guy who literally is just stuck in the default pose that and does not animate <laughs> and it's just the universe treats that as like yeah that makes sense to be fair though i, I remember the detective tipos game i remember when you showed it to our class and uh you really like you went all in for the noir style it was in black and white you had period accurate public domain music it was like it was whew. yeah it's it pretty good <laughs> With a detective who just stands in the T pose and spins around to get places. He, he he like can tumble around too. Like it, it's okay. It's, it's almost got a super monkey ball charm to it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean that's it's funny because you describing it sounds one way, and then Amir brings up like there's all these <laughs> other details, all this other attention to detail that creates the scenario. I, yeah. I will it... st- Mm-hmm. I will say that uh, Super Monkey Ball to me is an ideal of video game design. Like mm-hmm. it's just one of the pillars of perfection of just like <laughs> simplicity and just raw gameplay. So I, yeah. I, it, it informs a lot of th- things I, I, I feel that I made, including okay. Omnibus. I was gonna say I can definitely see that in Omnibus. Yeah. Uh, did you play Rock of Ages? Yeah, that's that's. I, I played a lot of the first one. I, I haven't. I have to play more of the sequel though. Amir brought up the music for uh, for Detective T Pose 
And there was also, so you did the music for Omnibus, Jeremy. Yes. So, making the music for Omnibus, um, I, I mean, I can't say like I'm a, a super trained musician. I, I, I did learn piano as a kid. And um, once I got like, uh, like Fruity Loops, like back in like, I don't know, 2011 I just started like kind of hand learning music composition like mm -hmm. by by force um and so uh by, by about 2016 uh, I, I felt like I was competent enough to at least make the music for Omnibus like we, we could have hired a musician but it's just sort of like we're, we're we're so scrappy we got so little resources to work with like i i just kind of put that whole soundtrack together um try to be informed by things like um uh i think banjo kazooie's soundtrack strangely enough was was one of the big sources of inspiration mm -hmm. um like I was very big on those kind of alternating um, uh, octaves, and you, there's a lot of like weird, like metamorphoses of that idea all over the soundtrack. But otherwise, it's just like I don't know. We have this level, it has this tone. I'm gonna slap something together in a day or two, <laughs> and we'll, we'll hope it sounds good. I remember you, we also Omnibus is the kind of game where you fail fast, so we have the quick restart button. And mm -hmm. I remember something you kept you 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 told me is when you were working on the music, you were like, I gotta I gotta make sure that the the music is catchy enough that you know you can listen to it, but not annoying enough that on try you know thirty six people are like pulling their hair out. And I think mm -hmm. you, I think you really knocked it out there because it is it's catchy enough that I can listen to it and play the level, and you know I don't get like a, you know like when in old games when they'd make you watch the cutscene every time you failed, and you're like doing oh, the God. dialogue along with the characters, <laughs> like yeah, I think mm -hmm. I think we achieved not having that level of frustration. Yeah, I mean it's it's to everybody's individual taste. I've certainly seen people be like this music's too obnoxious but you know oh yeah you know it's it's, but, it's an earworm for sure it'll drill into your head yeah. honestly <laughs> like people people say don't read the comments but i remember that was my favorite part i remember the best the best one i ever read was we we released like some gameplay footage and someone commented this game looks like it was made in north korea and i could have i could have died happy man i could have you know <laughs> we'd peaked <laughs> Which is yeah, that's totally the tone we were going for the whole time. It was like we were gonna name it North Korea Bus Simulator, but yeah. <laughs> People's Democratic People's Republic of Bus. It was definitely yeah the the working title the the, the code name. Yep. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, thinking back though, it was uh. It was, it was pretty interesting, you know. We we made a Kickstarter. We'd never made a Kickstarter before. That was another thing that was nice about being part of the Chicago independent game scene was we could talk to other indies who had done Kickstarters and be like, how does this work? 
and they would yeah i think uh my older brother told me once he was like the chicago indie scene is very uh indies helping indies you know so it was mm-hmm. uh it was a, definitely a nice warm community to uh you know have your back and to be able to go to with questions and that's a nice i mean that's Oh, go on. Uh, I, I was going to say that I think the nice thing about Kickstarter is it forces you to make a shirt. And the Omnibus Kickstarter shirt is just one of the best articles of clothing ever made. Yeah, that was one. Jeremy, you did the what? art for that, too. So I remember, you know, the idea, it's, so it's, it's the three main buses, and they're sitting around a campfire. And the reason we did that is because uh, we noticed this trope where like all the indie games coming out while we were developing Omnibus would have their characters around a campfire. But like the Mm -hmm. setting made sense. Like there was a snow dog game that was like, everyone was hyped about and they had the characters sitting around a campfire. And what was the other one? There were were all these games coming out and they had this promotional image of like their characters sitting around a campfire. So we were like, we got to do it, man. So Jeremy made this beautiful image. It's almost haunting of the three main buses (laughs) around a campfire in the woods and it's like, there's no context for why these buses are around the campfire. It's, yeah, that was a... I want this shirt. I might I have an extra kick so around. Bad. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, there's a few kicking incredible. around, but, you know, it's, it's, it's the sizes. Are, you will not get your, your preferred choice of shirt size anymore, no. I don't think. I will make it Fair fit. Enough. I do not care. <laughs> sometimes I still, I, I I'll, a sewing machine. Sometimes I'll still see him in the wild, and I'm like, I'm like, oh man, yeah, I remember that. I, <laughs> I like bringing up omnibus when I can, just in per- professional settings, just like especially when I'm meeting new people in the professional game scene. I always bring mm. up omnibus just in case I see a twinkle in one of them's eye, like, oh, you made it. <laughs> <laughs> very very rarely does that actually pay out but you know yeah you got to be careful with that because one time i was i was standing next to one of the guys from absolver and i was like what do you do and he's like oh i'm the art director on absolver and i wasn't ready for that and i started to cry so you might like fuck somebody up in a professional setting like they'll just be like you made omnibus and just like they'll lose their composure man <laughs> yeah it's 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 interesting um like when people interact with with your you know with your game because we spent a long time working on it and we put in a lot of hour and a lot of love and a lot of you know the sweat and other you know bodily fluids and we would get like really run down and then we would uh we would like show it at a at like a convention or something we'd get a booth and we'd bring it out and then people would come and play it and we would be like we'd be like so burnt out from working on it and then someone would play it and they'd be smiling and, and you'd have to, it would be like a big reminder. You'd be like, oh, yeah, this is like we're making a game for people to enjoy. Like, this feels good, right? Like, seeing people, like, play the game and get the jokes. Yeah. It's easy to forget when you're in the in the, the, the solitude of the windowless computer lab in the basement of the yeah. university, you know, like. Speaking of the jokes, uh, the the people that give you your missions – yeah, that's you. That's 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 mostly you, Amir. Yeah, I think we um, we we back and forth. I I I uh, I did most of. And I'm the, sure everything is collaborative. Yeah, I did most yeah. of the writing, but I, I would I would run most jokes by Jeremy, and if if I could get at least a smirk out of him, then I knew it was good enough. 
to go into the game. Nice. If he laughed, that was like double points. You know, that was like that's that's definitely going in. But nice. um, that's another one where we we didn't want to animate people talking, and so Jeremy had the the bright idea to do the classic um, marionette puppet kind of just drop the jaw with a clean mm-hmm. you know clean square. But uh, yeah, the jokes were were kind of born out of the 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 missions and uh some of the some of the images of the people who gave you the the missions they were actually kickstarter backers so uh ah so that was yeah that was one of our our rewards was uh the crunchiest photo of you would would be put into the game to give uh give omnibus (laughs) (laughs) a mission yeah otherwise we would just try to find like old copyright expired photos for the other other characters uh that did actually just remind me that people would find it hard to believe but you actually made football in omnibus you made a single player football level that just is incredible that was uh you translated football into bus form that was um that was our first like run-in with optimization we we made that level so you basically are on top of a building that's also a football field and there's a bunch of cars that are uh chasing you and the only way omnibus can can die or you you know you lose is you either fall off the map or you flip onto your side or head and so we kept spawning in more and more cars to uh, chase you and we sent it out to our friends to you know play test and give us feedback and then people were like yeah around like a around like 40 seconds uh, my computer starts really chugging and <laughs> like, oh we gotta clean that up yeah <laughs> also also design iteration because it took us a while to get the actual goal worked out on that level i remember because initially mm-hmm. we were like you have to like knock all of the the cars off of the edge and oh my god yeah like you, you it like the trick would be to like kind of slam the the back end of the the double length bus into the cars that that was like the most easy way to do that without flipping over but it was like yeah. why this is so nuanced this is not fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember uh we i was uh i was sometimes when i consume a piece of media i like to go and listen to interviews with the with the creators or you know and mm-hmm. um one of them was talking about, I can't remember who I was, it was some interview I was listening to and the, the artist was talking about seeing people's reaction to their work. And this was after Omnibus had come out and had been out for a few years. And I was like, I wonder what that's like to make a make a piece of art and then see people's reactions to it. Like that must be an interesting experience. And then I remembered Let's Plays existed. And so, uh-huh. so I went back and I was watching Let's Plays of people playing Omnibus and it's the kind you know where they're in the corner, and then the game is you know in the in the, the, the main part of the screen, and it was yeah. uh, it was it warmed my heart to see people get jokes that that we had written or uh, freak out. There's one of the last levels. We make it look like you're back in the city level, but the um, the, oh, yeah. the background is just a facade, and eventually mm-hmm. you the the goal isn't achievable. And so the idea was the mm-hmm. bus will just keep getting faster and faster until you lose control and you break outside of the facade and you realize you're in hell. 
and mm-hmm. seeing people's like Spoilers. reaction li- like live let's play reaction to that like because we, we'd make it send it up for friends to play test and stuff so we didn't we didn't necessarily like always see people's reaction but to see like a stranger yeah. freak out when they realize that they're in <laughs> hell like oh, <laughs> you know what hey, do they say in theater you can you can black by the way oh right i'm sorry he double hockey sticks but what do they say in theater? You know, you can blackmail a laugh, but you can't blackmail a gasp, right? Like a. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, I don't know. I don't know who <laughs> said that. that Maybe I made that up. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I think I understand. I think like you can kind of get people like you can get people to feel like they're supposed to laugh. <clears throat> but when they gasp, think... it's real. It's you know you can't. That's yeah. Can't trick them into that one. Yeah force them yeah interesting did you ever see omnibus on a bus like on the ad like on the side or like people playing it on their laptop oh no it was it was there was a oh you yeah you played omnibus on a bus yeah where were you going i was going from austin to dallas and then back from dallas to austin i can't remember what i was going for i think it was a friend's wedding or something like that but so i recorded myself playing omnibus while on the bus uh, both ways. No, I remember. I, I tuned in at least to the way there. I don't think I caught the way back. Fair enough. Fair enough. Omnibus on a bus. Yeah, I remember uh, when we when we started talking with Nigel and we were getting closer to releasing, and uh, we were discussing like the tiers of release. I think it was like a. It was also very common. I I don't know if it's still the case, but it was very common at the time. Where people would do like, oh, the premium edition, and then you get the soundtrack, and then the, the deluxe edition, mm-hmm. and you get a, a figure. I mean, they still do that. But um, mm-hmm. but Nigel was like, yeah, someone at Devolver has a couple of tour buses on their property. So we were thinking maybe for like the super deluxe edition, you get the game and the soundtrack and a bus. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like a real bus. And... Uh, <laughs> that like I remember we got a little bit of we got a couple articles because people were like yeah this game you you get the the, the normal edition for ten dollars and premium you know you get the soundtrack and then for five grand you get the game the soundtrack and an actual bus <laughs> and then Jeremy and I were like you know we should make a free edition too so we made a little paper craft you could print out uh, the omnibus and oh, some buildings and some cardboard boxes and you know like those old toy cartoons you could drive the drive the paper bus through the cardboard mm-hmm. boxes and nice yeah you gotta have the free edition too you know the... mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh man Are that, is that still around is that still available you know I, I don't know yeah papercraft omnibus I think it was old files yeah I think it was on the website but not anymore alright yeah. I don't know if y'all know, uh, Omnibus is a bit of a, a meme in the Devolver Discord. <laughs> I bet. How so? We have a, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm always just pushing Omnibus, just reminding people that it exists and that they should play it. Um, but we have, a, we have a pretty good emote in there called, Did Somebody Say Omnibus? And it's the bus <laughs> crashing through the back wall of the chat. <laughs> I love it. And... And there's a there's a thread on there that has been going for a while, where every day at least one person posts that 
that emote and that's it that's just all that's in that thread <laughs> but like outside the thread people will be like hey you guys let the you guys let the omnibus thread down for a day and stuff like that but it's been going on for a long time so they got a streak going huh they got a streak going yeah so the omnibus is yeah it's 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 there yeah, bless <laughs> It's, like that's that. that's the spirit of the game. It just uh, it <laughs> keeps going. Just keeps going. <laughs> just keeps going. You know, you you ever wonder, like, you know, we look back and uh, we we like, uh, you know, we read, uh, we'll find a more and more obscure art, you know, that was made. You think like in a, like two hundred years, humanity survives, you know, God willing. You know, some some. Some people will be looking back at the, you know, they'll be like, wow, what the, what the hell, who the hell, what the, what were they thinking? I mean, yes. You know, they'll like dig up a, like a flash drive or something, and you know. This has an old build of Omnibus on it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like the, you know, they'll. Show build. Oh God, the show builds. <laughs> those, those crashed every time. Just like the Omnibus. <laughs> Man, doing doing shows for Omnibus was was quite a trip. I remember we would make buttons, and people would come to our booths, mm-hmm. and they would they would take the button, and they wouldn't play the game, mm-hmm. and they'd leave, and we we'd quickly run mm-hmm. out of buttons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, people love buttons. And the button was strong. You remember the button, Jeremy? That one was. I I I made sure to grab one and knit like right away. Like I know these are gonna go away. So. Hotcakes. It's just the front of the bus, isn't it? Like it's a little bit at an angle, but it's just the yeah. bus. Yeah, but we did the we did the yeah. sunset, the golden hour, you know. So it's like mm-hmm. the bus, uh, in all of its all of its glory. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the impetus for the multiplayer really was just to show the game to more people simultaneously at shows. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I remember we tried to get into Bitbash in Chicago. And one of the coordinators was like, if you had a multiplayer mode, it would help. So we made a multiplayer mode. <laughs> and then they were like, you know, we don't have enough uh, projectors. You know, we're showing all these other games. We don't have enough. And so then uh, I was like, I'll bring my own projector. And uh, <laughs> and then they played ball and we got to show our game at Bitbash. And uh, it went over well. I think the people enjoyed it. It, it, it's a good multiplayer mode it, it, i think we we were in like a half pipe so people got to lay down while playing omnibus multiplayer and I, I think that like we we just had the ultimate presentation yeah part of me wonders if if that because it was in a, a t-shirt warehouse is where they did the festival and part of me wonders if we were in the half pipe because they thought oh we'll put this weird video game about a bus in the half pipe or because they had like run out of space so they were just like you know tack them tack them in the half pipe you know put them, go ahead and put them in there. i mean they were already out of projectors and they just didn't you know they probably didn't have room and then you brought your own projector and like well these guys are really trying so we got to put them somewhere I'd, I'd like to hope i think so I, I remember one of the organizers said we gave you uh the best seat in the house so It was weird at Devolver shows when we had the multiplayer because all of a sudden we never really had games that like kids would come play in the booth. I mean, sometimes, like Jared will tell you, like sometimes a kid would come and be playing Hotline Miami 2 and we'd like edge over to their parent and be like, hey, uh, uh, this is Hotline Miami 2. It's kind of <laughs> super fucked up. 
And they're like, oh, it's fine. They play whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. So, uh, but Omnibus, it was not as terrible. Like it was, it was like, oh, cool, yeah, kids playing Omnibus, go for it, have fun. Yeah, I, I do remember. It was, it, it always um, brought me great joy to see when when kids would play the game and they'd be smiling and freaking out. Uh, it, it's a very classic style game. Like it feels. I mean, you know, like Jeremy was saying about Super Monkey Ball. Like the the mechanics of the game. I don't know. It just feels like a video game, and I I know that's a weird thing to say, like those words, but it like, it just feels like a video game. It doesn't feel like it's pretending to be anything other than a video game. You know. Yeah, I think we we definitely um, wanted to make a game that we wanted to play when we were. I don't know if I should say when we were younger, Jeremy, but I remember we kept talking about like we want to make some, something that like we we would have wanted to have played, you know? Yeah, and like it it took a lot of finagling just to get the realism out of the physics, like. Like I, I didn't want the bus. I didn't want the bus to act like a, a real car. Like it, it needed to be twitchy. That thing can turn on a dime, going a hundred fifty miles an hour, and you, you'll be surprised at how much effort it took to get Unity to, to like not do real physics on it. Uh, we, what's next for Omnibus? Omnibus Arcade with a bus you sit in and it's got 360 <laughs> view of the world around you. Omnibus Mobile. Well, so, Omnibus Ties. So you say uh, Omnibus Arcade. They um, Our old university, the students actually built a physical uh, arcade cabinet and they were featuring uh, notable games that had come from our school. And Omnibus made it not only on the machine, but on the uh, the decal art on the side. What? Yeah, and it was it was pretty prominent. It was right in the center. It had the bus the bus busting out of the wall, you know. And it was cool that the kids reached out and they were like, "Hey, can we put your game on the on this uh, cabinet?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude. Uh, you know, don't even buy it. Let me send you a key. You know, let me send you five keys. <laughs> Tell your friends." But uh, but yeah. That's great. Yeah, I just think I like I would play Omnibus in an arcade. I remember when we when we made it like uh then some of the student groups would want us to come come talk and like, you know, tell tell people like what our experience was like and uh there would always be like a kid from the from like the you know, school news and uh they would always pick like the best worst quote. Uh I remember I, I was <laughs> trying to tell them like getting different perspectives is important, you know, so you should not, not just have other game people play your game, but like have people who don't play games, play your game, you know, get the, get, get someone who like drives a, drives a bus to play the game, you know, cause he's going to have a lot to tell you. Um, and I said, so go out there and, and rub butts, you know, rub butts with old timers. <laughs> and that was the quote that they put in the school paper. They, they were like, yeah, Amir Badri said, go out and rub butts with old timers. And I was like, hey, this is, that was the pinnacle of the talk, you know? be hard pressed to come up with a better line than that what is y'all's advice on you know making a game on being an indie game developer what would you say you know or what have you said what do you say to to people interested in the industry jeremy Mm -hmm. 
I'm be careful of your demos. Uh. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. Well, um, what does that mean? Everybody was playing the like early demo of Omnibus instead of the release, and that I I don't think helped our uh, our game too much once yeah. we, we were like oh hey guys the game's actually out now but everybody played this like demo from like a, a freaking year ago yeah kind of got the got their fill on it yeah so. but at the same time we were also just so excited to share it because even before we were working with devolver we we were just making it to put out there i don't think we were even gonna you know charge i think we just were gonna make something and put it out and we got together with Devolver and we were like, oh, we'll, we'll like make a product, you know? And yeah, that demo was back when it was a project. <laughs> like, this was, yeah. hey, we here's our final student project. And, you know, it's like we got an A on it, but also somebody took it and uploaded it somewhere. And somehow all the streamers were playing it. Yeah, you remember I, like PewDiePie played it. And we were like, how that? We didn't even give him a... <laughs> oh no i mean it was it was you know it was, it was good in terms of the, it was you know his audience was exposed to it but we, i remember we like we just submitted it to like a few festivals and we were like somebody let that out oh that's kind of that's kind of shitty because i mean sure it's nice to get the exposure but you want to get that exposure when you want that exposure right yeah like when there's a game to tell people to buy and stuff like that yeah if I were talking to someone who was working on their first major project, though, I, I think I'd just tell them, you know, if, if, if you build it, they will come, you know, because we, we were making something kind of strange and, uh, you know, weird. And thankfully, you know, Devolver and, and the players who, who found it, you know, they uh, they recognized something, you know, and important enough to uh, want to share, you know, and that was that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it was really birthed out of just Jeremy and I making something that we were having fun making yeah like make it for you as well as everyone else like this game was really fun to make it was exciting to go in and make more of it and if yeah. if i was making something that was boring to me i i don't know i it would have been very hard to be motivated to get it to the end point <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's what that's what the big jobs are for, is to get paid to do something that you don't find as inherently motivating. Right, so that then you can, you know, go off and do the thing, afford to go off and do the thing that you want to, you actually want to do, yeah. yeah. No, we were, it, it was, uh, got a little, got a little tight there at the end, because we'd, we'd made this student project, and then we kept working on it, and then, um, mm. you know, once you graduate from school, then you got to make that bread you know and mm -hmm. so uh quickly the uh the kickstarter money was used up and then and we had to you know really pace ourselves and figure out how we were gonna get it out but yeah it was uh definitely a wild ride huh jeremy yeah I, but I'm, I'm quite proud of it you know it's i think the most important game ever made by anyone especially <laughs> devolver and uh, you know i think devolver should always say publishers of omnibus under any time the logo appears 
We did that. Pre- I mean, I don't know if you, if Jeremy, if you saw the holiday special, uh, but we we put a lot of omnibus in the holiday special. Yeah, I gotta I gotta check that out. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, the twenty twenty three holiday special or no twenty twenty three. Fuck my couch. Twenty twenty two holiday special. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. And then what was it? What game, Jared? What game was it where we were like from the publishers of Omnibus? Oh man, I don't remember. It was a recent. Yeah, it was a recent one. one. I remember recent someone game. someone sent it to me and was like, "Hey, brother, name dropping you on this one." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, omnibus is always in our hearts. You know what else is always in our hearts? What's that? It's when Jared does the thing. The thing, huh? <laughs> well. Do you like video games, particularly the ones published by Devolver Digital? Well, I have good news for you. You can follow us on a myriad of different places. We got a Discord, and as we mentioned earlier, there is a, a whole bunch of omnibus memes in the Discord, so you got to get get, get get on that. Uh, we got Twitter. Um, praise be to Elon Musk, that fucking bastard. Um, we have uh, Instagram. We got TikTok. Zach killing it with them Tic Tacs, uh, fellow kids. Uh, we got, uh, what's, what is that one called? Mastodon? Whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Um, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Facebook, all of that stuff. At Devolver Digital on all of it. And, uh, that's, 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 that's it, right? Yeah. That's, that's the it. thing. <laughs> uh, Amir, Jeremy, thank y'all for being here and sharing your Omni experience with us. Uh, where, if, if, if there are places where you would like for people in the world to find you, where can they find you in your works? Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm on Instagram with just my name, Amir Badri. You can, you can find me on my LinkedIn that I'd never check. <laughs> thanks for, uh, thanks for having us on guys. <laughs> this is a fun walk down memory lane. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. It's uh it's a, it was a joy. I feel bad for stealing all of Jared's jokes, personally. It's okay. It's that chemistry we were, we were talking about, man. You guys are so linked. You're like mind-linked. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Then I steal his thoughts. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. <laughs> The year 2012 will be seen by video game historians as a turning point for the independent game developer. One game radically altered the course not only of video games, but of human civilization. That game was McPixel. I didn't understand what they had created. However, not everything has been sunshine and hot dogs. The mere mention of the unreleased McPixel 2 sparks uncontrollable emotions 
in the dozens of developers who worked on the doomed project. Yeah, I was the lead systems engineer on McPixel 2. Uh, that was back when it was an open world RPG. They wanted me to uh, consult on groin cakes. Um, I was into it. I was hired as the lead composer on McPixel 2. And they told me to create over 15 hours of music with the London Symphony Orchestra for what at that point was going to be this AAA cinematic adventure game. For the full, terrifying and unchallenged story of Muckpixel 2's rise and fall, visit muckpixel2.com now. Imagine if, in an instant, you lost everything you truly love, and the only clue as to how that happened is a mysterious firearm known as the Gumbrella. Gumbrella. Love is a fundamental motivating factor in everything that we do at Doinksoft. So when this man began his search for the truth, we knew we had to tell his story. Follow one man's unyielding quest across a bitter landscape as he attempts to unlock the secrets of this most unorthodox weapon. We realized very early on that the Gumbrella is not only a firearm that can utilize several different types of ammunition, but it's also a powerful traversal tool, allowing for dashes, double jumps, and even zip lining. All things that our unlikely hero will need as he investigates ruined and crumbling towns, underground facilities, and the terraced gardens of the social elite. We've been working on unraveling the mystery of the Gumbrella for X months slash years now, and we're still uncovering new mysteries, not only about the Gumbrella itself, but about the world that it comes from. Follow Doinksoft's incredible journey by visiting Steam and wishlisting Gumbrella today.